When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, for quite some time, we have heard about the raccoon issue in Toronto. We've had people locking up trash cans. They've told people, they've sent people special trash cans because raccoons were terrorizing neighborhoods. <laughs> well, now we have raccoons actually terrorizing the city of Toronto. They knocked out power, or one anyway, knocked out power to thousands of people in downtown Toronto. 7,000 customers in the city's downtown were without power for more than two hours after a lone raccoon made contact with a transformer at a transmission station in the Church Wellesley area, if you know Toronto. So a Hydra One spokesperson, uh, crews were able to confirm that the outage was caused by the raccoon. Uh, And how did they confirm that? Well... Good news, the animal died on sight. (laughs) Uh, The animal should not have been messing around with the utility power station at all. So uh, they say that they take it very seriously and will look at whatever measures it can put in place to prevent similar outages from happening again. I know one way. You know, just a thought. Animals apparently do take to the power stations and they say that uh, we want to prevent animal-related outages at power stations. I know. So here's a way to do it. Either by the state or by Hydro One or arming citizens in Toronto to take it into their own hands. I think, you know, you come outside your house and there's a raccoon rummaging through your trash and they hear... Maybe they they stop. I think most raccoons would probably turn around, get up on their hind legs and say, what? What do you got for me? That's when... That sends a message to the other raccoons. Like, the humans mean business now. This is just a thought from me for Toronto. You're welcome. And I know all our friends at PETA, well, we're not really friends of this program, uh, will be against it. So maybe we, I don't know, we trap them, we ship them back out to the woods. I don't know. Raccoons are mean, they're nasty, and they breed like wildfire. So you got to put an end to it somehow, don't you? I mean, I guess going through garbage is one thing, but when they start knocking out power stations, something has to be done. And it might as well be Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I mean, maybe you just hang the raccoon that uh, fried itself at the power station in Toronto. Maybe you just hang him up outside of the power station. <laughs> that would keep the other keep the other raccoons away. They're like, no, I'm not, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Ha, that would be awesome. 
And as long as we're talking about Toronto, I know last week or the week before, we talked about how they had their uh, tobogganing ban at 45 parks in the city. I don't know. Maybe kids were being attacked by raccoons. It didn't say that in the story. It just said that the city didn't want to be responsible. They allowed the kids to go to some other parks to toboggan, but we just didn't want to have bales of hay and having kids hurt themselves while they're trying to have fun. But now they're looking to remove that. Huh. Huh. There's a few council members that are like, uh, this is stupid and um, we need to uh, stop this, okay? Uh, we need to overturn the tobogganing ban at 45 parks here in Toronto. This is a fun outdoor winter activity that we've done forever and uh, we need to go ahead and ban this. We need to ban the ban. So I hope that's the phrase that we're using in Toronto. Ban the ban. And uh, let the kids start tobogganing down the hill again. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, uh, Wallet Hub, the, uh, well, Cassandra Happ, H A P P E, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She's a Wallet Hub analyst. Uh, her uh, quote is Although residents of every state have wonderful qualities, people across the nation have their own moral struggles, from violent outbursts and bullying to compulsive gambling, excessive lust, and self destructive consumption. At the individual level, harmful behavior may only impact a few people, but when a higher share of a state's population engages in these activities, it diminishes the overall quality of life. Well, thank you, Cassandra. So, uh, Wallet Hub, along with, I'm guessing, uh, Cassandra, who is a Wallet Hub analyst, uh, they compared 50 states across 55 key indicators of immoral or illicit behavior. Uh, data set ranges from uh, violent crimes per capita to excessive drinking to the share of the population with gambling disorders. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think the most sinful state in the United States is? Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay, the most... No, I won't wait. Uh, I, number one is pretty uh, self-explanatory. So we'll start at 10. Uh, the of the most sinful states, according to Wallet Hub, uh, number ten is Delaware. Wow, uh, number two in jealousy rank. Number nine is Pennsylvania. Wow, uh, Pennsylvania doesn't rank in the top ten of any of the uh, anger and hatred, jealousy rank, excessive vices, greed, lust rank. All right, uh, number eight uh, Arizona. Number seven. Texas. Texas uh, ranks uh, sixth in jealousy rank and number one in lust rank. <laughs> A lot of people walking around Texas going, oh yeah, like to get me some of that. Uh, South Carolina coming in at number six. They come in at number two with the anger and hatred rank and number three with the greed rank. Tennessee coming in at number five. They're number three with the anger and hatred rank. Number two in excesses and vices rank. And number five in the lust rank. Tennessee, uh, strong showing in the uh, top ten as no, at number five. Florida uh, is number four. They come in at uh, number five with the jealousy rank and number four with the lust rank. Not, uh, I mean, anger and hatred, 41st. Vices, 42nd. Greed rank, 32nd. But they still... 
pushes them up to number four. California, of course, is number three. Uh, they come in at number two uh, behind Texas with the lust rank. <laughs> People in Texas and California uh, both walking around with, oh, yeah, I got to get me some of that. Uh, Louisiana coming in at number two. They come in at number one with excesses and devices rank. Louisiana is in the number uh, number top ten, uh, fourth in anger and hatred, fourth in jealousy rank, eighth in lust rank, and number one, of course, in the vices rank. And coming in at number one, the number one most sinful state in the United States of America, according to WalletHub and WalletHub analyst Cassandra Happ. Say it with me now. Nevada. That's right. Nevada. Big surprise. Uh, they're number one. They come in seventh in anger and hatred, third in the jealousy rank, third in excesses and vices, number one in, yes, greed, and number three in the lust rank. So a strong, strong showing for the most sinful state in the United States. Congratulations, Nevada. Congratulations. Oh my gosh, that's where the Super Bowl is this year. And good news for uh, Vegas because I see where a last-minute deal was reached with the union representing hospitality workers that's going to avoid the, uh, well, it would have been a messy situation ahead of the arrival of the football fans far and wide. Yeah, the Culinary Workers Union confirmed the new contracts were in the works and that will ensure hotel restaurants keep dishing out meals to hungry guests. So no worries if you're headed to uh, Sin City for the Super Bowl, you'll still get served, you know, whatever food or whatever you want without hesitation. For a moment, I'd like to talk to you about real soap. Old school, hand poured, made from scratch. Raw goat milk makes soap special, creamy and soft with rich sudsy lather. All the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap and delivered in a finished bar of real soap. And that's what you get from Quinn Pittman's goat soap. Go to qpgoatsoap.com, qpgoatsoap, and to check out all the varieties of Quinn's goat soap. Um, if you didn't already know this, some of the best soap on the market today is made from goat milk. That's something Quinn Pittman found out at an early age. That's why he is the goat king. And he's been making it from his own herd of goats ever since. And I, rumor has it that uh, the goat king is going to be expanding his... Uh, his goat herd kingdom. So, I mean, not only <laughs> he's upping his game, now up yours. And uh, go <laughs> you can up yours at qpgoatsoap.com. Uh, it, it smells amazing, feels great on your skin. They're very proud of the product. Quinn and his family, very proud of their product. But it doesn't 
stop at just soap for your skin uh quinn also makes uh, amazing laundry soap which will leave your clothes clean and smelling fresh not only will your skin be soft and lather luscious so will your laundry uh why use all those harsh detergents on your clothes when you could be using something natural and handmade only takes about a tablespoon a load of laundry so a 25 ounce bag i guess we'll do 90 loads that's what it says here i'm not doing the math for you but just know that it says here uh you get a tablespoon per load of laundry 25 ounce bag 90 loads that's what it says here i'm not saying that it's time to take your soap game to the next level why would seriously why would you settle for anything less why settle for the stuff that's designed for your skin to be clean yet dry so you have to buy other products from the company just incredible go to qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com use the offer code jeffy get yourself 10 percent off your total order qpgoatsoap.com okay many of you have reached out and i just want to say no it's not me okay i'd like to take credit for it but i see where mizzou athletics that's the university of missouri athletics received a 62 million dollar gift from an anonymous donor i it wasn't me okay i did not donate 62 million i'd like to take credit for it and say yeah it was me but it wasn't uh it's the largest amount donated to mizzou athletics in school history now according to this the majority of the money is slated for renovations to mizzou football's memorial stadium the anonymous donor not me uh, designated 50 million to redevelop the north concourse as well as contribute to other stadium upgrades uh i mean memorial stadium has already expanded the north video board with an upgraded sound system for 2024 and so the other 12 million dollars of the gift will go to the mizzou tiger fund a program through the tiger scholarship fund that helps student athletes started in 2023 so the 62 million dollar gift is more than double the previous record that was given in 2012 i didn't give that either so i'd like to be the one to uh say yep that was me but i would give it as an anonymous donor (laughs) now i will i would like to say that if there's an anonymous donor that would like to donate money to chewing the fat uh with jeff fisher i'm here and i'm willing to accept it i would like to come on the air and say hey uh chewing the fat with jeff fisher has received whatever amount as an anonymous donor and thank you fanna we're upgrading we're upgrading the chewing the fat podcast thanks to this anonymous donation now that could happen i guess if i hit the lotto uh nobody hit the powerball last night so it's now 228 million uh jackpot 112.6 cash payout that drawing is tomorrow for those of you listening live uh wednesday the 7th of february as for today mega millions has a drawing worth 358 million dollars jackpot 174.2 million dollar cash payout and uh you know so i could i guess we could still hit that and if somebody hits that and then wants to give an anonymous donation to chewing the fat uh you know what thank you uh thank you on behalf of chewing the fat i would accept the anonymous donation all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately <sighs> wow so i'm looking at a story about uh, the 
television show Yellowstone, and it looks like uh, that show is done. All right, so we get the last half of season five later this year without Kevin Costner, without John Dutton. He's done. He's not part of the final season of season five. Season six has been canceled, so that's not happening. All right, so you have the new show. I think it's called 2024. That's Taylor Sheridan's way of naming shows now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we just name them by a year and we're good that's what we do 1883 1924 whatever it is we name them by the u.s taylor's deal now okay i got it i like it it's cute so apparently um the new show tentatively titled 2024 and that's the one with what's his face mcconaughey right well kelly riley Cole Hauser and Luke Grimes might not be reprising those roles in the new series because they want more money. And they're saying, hey, if you want the originals, you got to pay some more money. So uh, Beth Dutton, Kelly, wants a million two per episode. Wow. Uh, According to this story, look, she came down. She made a distance. She wanted 1.5. Tell you what. Tell them I'll do it for one, too. <laughs> uh, okay, no problem. Cole Hauser, who plays Rip, is asking for $1.25 million an episode. They're, no, they're not saying how much uh, Grimes asked for, uh, who plays Casey Dutton, but he you know, obviously wanted, uh, wanted a pay raise. So they're fighting over how much they're going to get paid for the new series, which is tentatively titled again 2024 because uh paramount and paramount and uh, the rest of them are trying to say well look um we still have to pay you for season six which isn't gonna happen (laughs) oh okay so they got pay bumps for season six salaries but now season six isn't going to happen. So I guess we're just saying, hey, there's going to be there. We're planning on so many episodes uh, in season six. And since it's not going to happen, this is what you get paid uh, because it's not going to happen. But you're still under contract. Wow. Uh, that'd be nice. That'd be sweet. You don't have to do anything. And we're still going to pay you, I don't know, $800,000 an episode. I don't know what they're making per episode they've got they certainly if they're asking for one two they're not making that so they're probably making what eight nine hundred thousand an episode already and then they're gonna have what uh 2024 they'll probably go into some kind of uh lawsuit because yellowstone will say well we're only gonna make two episodes in season six sorry Uh, no, there's no way we were going to make 10 episodes or 12 episodes. We're not paying you all that money. So that'll be a fun lawsuit to have. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We do have the, you know, we do have part two of season five premiering the end of this year, 2024. We'll see if that, you know, what comes of that. And then, I mean, we've got the, we've got the 1883. We've got the 1923. We've got the 1944. And we've got the new spinoff series titled, 666 which is taylor's ranch and we're looking at the new show with uh, mcconaughey 2024 so don't count on them being in the new series <laughs> uh paramount just might say eh you know what for a million an episode yeah we're not gonna do that now that would be difficult to do because matthew you know i 
I like Matthew McConaughey, but can he hold down the fort of a Yellowstone show without them? We'll probably find out. And maybe we'll just have talks with uh, a new show called Rip. Or a new show, you know, we'll have those as a separate show, which would be offshoots to Yellowstone, which wouldn't be bad. They might be able to pull it off. Speaking of uh, Yellowstone, uh, the park, not the show, I see where uh, actor Pierce Bronson, who I love, uh, I love his work, uh, he's in trouble now uh, with the Yellowstone Park people. I know! So apparently, last fall, he was filming a movie uh, called The Unholy Trinity, or at least tentatively titled The Unholy Trinity, also uh, starring Samuel L. Jackson. And while in the area, this happened last year, while in the area, he decided to take a trip to Yellowstone National Park in the northwest corner of Wyoming. He was touring the enormous 2.2 million acre park, and he allegedly made two illegal missteps. On one occasion, the 70-year-old uh, allegedly ventured... Wow, Pierce Bronson is 70 years old already. Uh, he uh, allegedly ventured into Mammoth Terraces, a hot springs area that was closed to the public at the time. He then also supposedly wandered off the walkway in another thermal area of the park. That bastard. How he wasn't hung and <laughs> at the gate, I don't know. So it's according to federal law, all Yellowstone tourists must restrict their foot travel to boardwalks or trails that are maintained for such travel and are marked by official signs. So I, I don't know that he took pictures or it happened there because they say he eventually received two federal citations one for foot travel in all thermal areas and within yellowstone canyon confined to trails and the other for violating closures and use limits the maximum penalty for those offenses include six months behind bars and a five thousand dollar fine <laughs> uh, Pierce will not be spending any time in jail. I can promise you that. Here's uh, here's a little money for the fine. All right, get out of here. I'll, I, you know what? And here's a couple extra bucks. I'll let somebody paint the boardwalks on my behalf, okay? So he pleaded not guilty with his attorney uh, hearing at the District Court of Wyoming back in January. Okay, so now he has a virtual hearing coming up the 20th of this month. So we'll see. He has not commented on that. Now, they claim, according in this article, well, uh, some of the most dangerous attractions uh, in the park are there, these thermal areas, and water temperatures can reach a scalding 175 degrees Fahrenheit, and the park warns visitors that hot springs have injured or killed more people in Yellowstone than any other natural feature. Okay, well, uh, he didn't die. And if he had, uh, you know, it had been... <laughs> That would have been a big story. <laughs> Pierce Bronson, dead at Yellowstone. Shouldn't have stepped off the trails, Pierce. We'll see what happens. I guarantee, I all but guarantee that Pierce Bronson is not going to spend six months or any time behind bars for this federal offense at the National Park. Uh, here's a fine. Uh, two offenses. Here's ten grand. Here's another five to, uh, you know, sorry about it. I'll paint the new sign for you. And uh, you know what? I'll do a PSA. I'll do a PSA for you that says, uh, hey, stay on the boardwalk. Don't walk off. <laughs> this is Pierce Bronson. 
<laughs> He's not going to be spending any time in jail. You or I, uh, you may cause, you may get six months behind bars and a fine. Pierce, that's not going to happen. You and I both know that. It's a two-tiered justice system for something like this. 100%. <laughs> Very sad news, as I you know they all are, but uh, Toby Keith, Toby Keith, the country singer, dead at the age of 62. You know Toby, I mean, he had hits of Red Solo Cop and should have been a cowboy. So he had uh, been diagnosed with stomach cancer back in 2022. And so everyone knew that he was struggling with the, uh, with the cancer. According to his family, he passed away peacefully. I mean, I guess that's what they all say. Right? I mean, he passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family. Uh, Toby was 62. Uh, it's really, really sad. I know that uh, one of the things that they talked about was uh, he released a project every year for almost two decades. A songwriter, Hit Machine, some of the most, uh, you know, well-known songs. So, uh, very sad. Toby Keith, dead at the age of 62. Rest in peace. You know, when he was asked about it, he was on uh, he was on one of the, I don't know, some awards show. And he was asked about his cancer diagnosis. And he said that uh, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. You get good days and, you know, you're up and down and up and down. It's always zero to 60 and 60 to zero. But I feel good today. Wow. Uh, that's a good line. That's why he. That's why he's Toby Keith, the songwriter. That's a great song right there. Uh, somebody hope I hope will pick that up because uh, you know it's always zero to sixty and sixty to zero. But I feel good today. Toby Keith dead at the age of sixty-two. Okay. Also, I mean, you know, no one supports zoos more than this show uh, and myself. Uh, no one supports zoos more than I do. And uh, so, who died today? Uh, walnut. Uh, white. Naped Crane <laughs> has died at the uh, Smithsonian's National Zoo and Conservation Biology Institute um, at the age of 42. Uh, Walnut uh, became, uh, well, fell in love with her human zookeeper and regarded, uh, and this guy, I guess they were mates. And I mean by, I don't know that there was any mate business going on, but there was love from walnut uh and so chris crow the human zookeeper who was in love with walnut or walnut was in love with him uh he was quoted as saying i'll always be grateful for her bond with me oh now you may have remembered them because they had uh internet fame uh and the occasional love song and it it dates back to the bird's 2004 arrival at the institute's campus in Front Royal, Virginia. So, the chick of two wild cranes who had been brought to the U.S. illegally and were later rescued, so it was an anchor baby, an anchor crane, uh, rescued by the International Crane Foundation. I love them. A walnut was hand-raised by people and bonded with her human caretakers. Uh, That preference continued when she came to the Institute. She showed no interest in breeding and even attacked male crane suitors. No way. She's got my man. 
Chris Crow, you back off me, all right? <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, Crow stepped in, won her over, and then uh, that was love from first sight. So uh, rest in peace, Walnut, the white naped crane from the Smithsonian's National Zoo and Conservation Biology Institute, dead at the age of 42. Then we have another animal that uh, we lost. Uh, Butros. I think it's Butros. B-U-T-R-O-S. So that's his name. The uh, Aldebra tortoise. Uh, member of the species. One of the largest land tortoises. And reportedly loved by all. Dead at the age of 150. I know. Rest in peace. Butros or Butros. B-U-T. R-O-S. Passed away earlier this month. Uh, I know we just find this out about it now. Maybe it took him a while to realize he was dead. So it it says here he spent many of his days enjoying the simple things in life. A pool to soak in, sun to bathe in, and snacks of willow, hay, lettuce, and the occasional carrot. That's great. Maybe they didn't realize he was dead. Uh, maybe he was just hanging out over there in the corner of the zoo. <laughs> and finally, somebody said, you know, Butchers hasn't moved in a week or two. Uh, maybe somebody ought to go over there and check on him. And uh, they did. And well, darn the luck, he's dead. You may have uh, seen him. They've posted videos about him over the years from the Idaho Falls Zoo. And uh, he was a, you know, a big attraction. At the old Idaho Falls Zoo. I mean, I guess he still could be. You just leave the shell out there and say, yeah, that's buttress. (laughs) The humans could just move the shell around once in a while and pretend that it was him. Oh, just stop it. Okay. So, rest in peace, uh, buttress. The uh, Aldebra tortoise, uh, dead at the age of 150 years. Speaking of zoos, as long as we're covering zoos, we might as well talk about San Antonio Zoo. You know, they I know that all of you still have a chance to name your cockroaches at all kinds of zoos around America. It's a big deal. Valentine's Day uh, moneymaker for the zoos. You can name uh, you can name items that the f- zoo uses to feed their animals, and you can name them after your exes, and then you can you know stream it and watch the zoo feed the animals your exes cockroaches. <laughs> it's good times good times but also at the san antonio zoo they are expanding and during their uh, construction of the new savannah habitat they found a time capsule now the time capsule is from 1993 i don't know it doesn't seem that it should be we should have just left it buried uh um, it's 1993 is that 30 years Uh, that really doesn't seem like much of a, a time capsule but uh, they opened it up, and I know people thought that it was possible, possibly the uh, you know extended car warranty from the zoo, <laughs> but it was not. It was old zoo maps, employee newsletters, and pamphlets that were revealed in the capsule, proving just how much the zoo has changed in the past thirty years. Yeah, it's only been 30 years. Maybe we just should have buried it. Roll it back up again and bury it so we can find it in another 30. And then it'll be 60 years and it will actually be, you know, like a time capsule. Something that we, you know, find fascinating. I don't know that I find something 30 years ago 
fascinating but you know i i looked at it and i looked at the pictures of the stuff and i read the story so i guess it was worth something all right so you know climate change is real all right i just want you to know climate change is real and we are discussing things that are happening because of the changing of the climate it is unbelievable don't don't look at me like that i I mean that there's a new study uh published in the proceedings of the national academy of sciences and man i love the proceedings of the national academy of sciences no sign not scientists sciences all right it's the, the proceedings of the national academy of sciences Now, they argue that hurricanes are getting so powerful uh, due to climate change that the upper limit of the Saffir-Simpson hurricane wind scale, a Cat 5, uh, is antiquated. Uh, They propose adding a Category 6 label to any tropical cyclone with sustained winds of at least 192 miles per hour. The lead author of the uh, published report, uh, Michael Wenner, Uh, said that's probably faster than most ferraris thank you lead author the scientists found that five storms had exceeded a hypothetical category six and they've occurred since 2013 they've all occurred since 2013 well then we need to we need to change everything then we find out that uh, because of record-breaking heat waves that made their way across the u.s in the summer of 2023 oh no now that means that that caused an uptick in severe flesh-eating infections. Now, I am not a fan of flesh-eating infections. Just I want to be on record, okay? Uh, it's a deadly bacterial species that resides in coastal waters. This according to the CDC. Noted an infection can happen when a wound comes into contact with raw or undercooked seafood, its juices or its drippings, or with salt water or brackish water, adding that it can cause life-threatening wound infections. The CDC went on to suggest that about one in five people who get infected end up dying just a day or two after being infected. Really because I have uh, experience with someone who got a wound uh, infected with uh from uh ocean water and uh he didn't lose a leg he didn't lose his life and the wound is healed now so it took a long time (laughs) it took a a long long time to heal that wound but that's why he had a wound on his leg and he was walking in uh nasty water and that was uh before uh the summer of 2023 so just letting you know that oh my gosh it happened earlier than they say (laughs) So if the bacteria is ingested through raw or undercooked seafood, it can cause serious gastrointestinal infection. This could sometimes result in vomiting, fever, or watery diarrhea. It can also result in sepsis, an extreme response that can lead to life-threatening septic shock. Yeah, an extreme response, like one in uh, how many? I don't know. So uh, just know that uh, now we have to worry about uh, hurricanes uh, getting stronger. We have to worry about flesh-eating bacteria becoming more prevalent and now we find out that a good plan a group of israeli scientists uh believe that we should send up a giant parasol to block the sun (laughs) okay 
come on let's stop it we're gonna send up a giant umbrella to float in outer space yes we're gonna create a huge sunshade and send it to a faraway point between the earth and the sun to block a small but crucial amount of solar radiation enough to counter global warming okay stop it so scientists have calculated that it's just shy of two percent of the sun's radiation is blocked that would be enough to cool the planet by 1.5 degrees celsius or 2.7 degrees fahrenheit and keep the earth within manageable climate boundaries yeah because we're not in manageable climate boundaries now right right that's what you have to believe so the idea uh, obviously is uh agonizing to me I guess I just hate the Earth. A recent study led by the University of Utah explored scattering dust deep into space. <laughs> uh, you know what? Send some cleaners over to my house and uh, they can take all the dust they want. Utah, University of Utah, come. Come to my home and clean it and take all the dust you want. It is all yours. I, I give it to you. You're welcome. Uh, they want to send this dust into space. <laughs> okay. As a shield. All right. Uh, MIT. I think these are just, these are just crazy ideas, right? They're creating a shield made of space bubbles. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they want to talk about tethering a big solar shield to a repurposed asteroid. <laughs> Okay, I am a fan of the University of Utah coming to my house and cleaning it and taking all the dust. And then, hey, let's shoot it off into space and have it explode out in space so we have dust particles blocking the sun. Because the sun couldn't burn through that. Right? Right. Just a few uh, few examples of uh, of where we're at. And, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, well, it's funny. It's just funny to me. Uh, be sure to follow me, uh, on my social media accounts, uh, at Jeffy JFR on X, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at any time. That's not free. Uh, at Jeffy JFR on the Cameo app. I believe if you walk through to the website, it's Jeff Fisher on, uh, at the Cameo website. But you can always order a Cameo. Just let me know whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you need. And then I do it. I'm the trained monkey from Cameo. And you just order it through them uh, at any time. Uh, and then you can also email the show uh, anytime. 20, that's the way the internet works, by the way. Uh, you can email uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. All right. Uh, I'll leave you with the, uh, well, the joke slash thought of the day to get you uh to get you through the day okay this was on a uh, a sign outside of a uh, of an auto automobile shop and so i don't know if it was real or not could be could be made up uh it's too good to be real but i like it so we'll pretend it's real okay all right uh so in front of this auto shop there on their sign they had uh, things that tell the truth Things that tell the truth. They said it once, I said it twice. Small children. 
drunk people, and yoga pants. That's what they said on their sign. Don't look at me like I said it. I'm just telling you what the what the sign said. Probably isn't real anyway. I would recommend not wearing yoga pants to a number of people on the planet, though. Maybe that has something to do with climate change as well. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.